Discovery's four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Three, two, one, zero, zero, SRP. Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Gadget Cast. My name is Gregory McFadden, joined always with my special co-host, Travis MCP. Space travel. What's going on, everybody? hope everyone's having a great time, and we are back doing some space traveling. It is the Gadget Cast. We're back here having fun here. Yes. It's time for the Gadget Cast, folks, and uh, we got a... I guess we got a jam-packed show. We should probably like save mm. some of this stuff for weeks because I, I feel like mm. uh, Mark Gurman over at Bloomberg, uh, mm-hmm. noted mm-hmm. Apple reporter, uh, just dropped bombs this week talking like, I feel like he like leaked like all of Apple's plans for like the entire 2021 and some mm. exciting information about uh, new 14 and 16-inch MacBook Pros a whole redesign of the iMac, Travis, an Apple external mm. display that's cheaper than $5,000, and it will probably come with a stand included. Like, we're talking about revolutionary stuff here, folks. Uh, and, <laughs> and also, of course, it's it's fold- the week that I actually went and bought my MacBook yeah. Air, and uh, I'm not even talking about some new pros. Now, I, I got, as far as everyone's telling me, that the, these new pros are probably going to be more expensive. And real quick, I do want to mention... Uh, because I talked about it on last GadgetCast that I was, I was thinking about buying it. So I ordered it. I ordered the 16 gig. And then a couple of days in, because the 16 gig is, um, 16 gigs of RAM is like on back order. Like you have to wait. In that time, I started getting kind of anxious. I'm like, I kind of want to shoot the video for it. I want to do this stuff. So I started looking up videos about is eight gigs enough. And I thought that I had gotten enough information to, to state that, yes, it will be fine. And I decided to tweet that. But of course, right before I tweeted that, I had canceled my order. And immediately was inundated with a lot of back and forth saying yes and no, yes and no. So much so that I second guessed my choice. So I had to reorder it after I canceled the other one. So it got pushed back a couple of more days. So now I'm waiting even longer if I hadn't done that. It was, it's terrible. You know, you made, you made the mistake of canceling the initial order. You got to sleep on that stuff. You can't, you can't just cancel it. What, I have what? been sleeping on it. Now I'm this, worried I might be making another mistake with the pros getting ready to come out. I don't know. You're a little too trigger happy with the canceling. I think the show has influenced you a little too much with the uh, cancel culture. I, you know, here's the thing. I think I'm actually going to be happy with it. Uh, Renee's, Renee's joke. He said, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, he did the right. And he's right. Here's the thing. It's a $200 difference. I don't even think it's $200. I think it's a little bit less than that because I was using the educational discount or whatever. So I will be happy. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be like, darn, I got 16 gigs. I should have got it. It's never going to, it's, that's never going to be the case. The only thing it could have been is literally the exact opposite. I get eight and then I'm like, well, dang, I wish I'd gotten 16. So I'm not going to be sorry about it. You know, once I get it, I'll be fine. It'll be fine. If this is Um, a computer you plan to keep for a while, I think 16 is the right choice. Yeah. So I'll be okay. It'll be here in February, allegedly. Yeah. And for what you do, I think it's smart. And then, but I mean, I've heard like Gary, you know, he's over there with his eight gigabyte and he swears by it. Uh, I've run into problems with eight. It really depends though. Like what kind of footage you're working with for us when we're doing like video edits and uh, how many effects you add maybe for, you know, Hmm. it's tough though, but you're, you're absolutely right. Right. Like you're not going to get the 16 gigabytes and go, I should have got the eight gigabytes. Right. Like, but you might get the eight gigabyte and it might be fine for a while, but you get like the next Mac update and you're like. This thing's slow. I, I should have got the 16. So you made the right yep. choice. 
Yeah, 100% right. I do want to real quick before we get into everything else, mention that if you, uh, one thing you've got to do is make sure that you are here next Sunday. Now, it'll be fine if you hear the audio podcast later, or even if you watch the YouTube stream later next week. But I highly, 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 highly recommend that everyone shows up next week live on GadgetCast YouTube stream. It's youtube.com slash GadgetCast. I highly recommend it if you're a fan of GadgetCast to show up next week in the chat. You will not regret it. It will be much like buying the 16 gigs rather than getting eight gigs. You're going to you're gonna be like, ah, I, I'm glad I did that. I maybe had to move some stuff around. I did it. If you miss out on the live, you, of course, will be able to listen to it back. You'll be able to watch the stream. It will not be as exciting because you will already know what happened next week, Greg, I'm telling you it's all happening next week. I literally have no idea what's happening. To be honest, I kind of had to do something next week and I was actually going to ask Travis if we could record earlier in the week or cancel the show. But Travis like really hyped this up and said like, you got to be there. Like, I don't care what plans you have cancel that uh, funeral. You got to be here. So, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I guess I'll be here somehow. And uh, I don't even know what to expect. I'm actually very nervous. So we'll see what happens. As you should be. And this (laughs) is true. He's not playing it up. I have not told Greg anything. Matter of fact, he didn't even know about this until the other day when I said, okay, next week you got to be here. And then he tried to, he tried to, yes, he's finally getting canceled. Actually, this is the truth. He's finally getting canceled. That is definitely what's happening. But the thing is, uh, he almost got out of it. That's why I should cancel because he's almost got out of being, even being here. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Crimson Harry uh, in the, in the chat is hundred percent right. I, I said to Travis, I'm like, this better be like Tim Cook coming <laughs> on the stream. And you know, I'm just be like, what, how'd you book Tim Cook? <laughs> yeah, it's a big show next week. That's right. So make sure that you are here. Make sure everyone is not late. You can't even be late. Like you have to be here on time because I'm not going to wait. We're going to start the show off with big shenanigans is what's going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen within the first two minutes of the show. We're not even going to do a beforecast, which for people on the live stream are like, what? No beforecast. Like really no beforecast, like 30 seconds of beforecast just to make sure we hit record. That's it. And we're getting right into it. It's going to be exciting. You must be here next week. I will continue to promote it all week on Twitter. Be here next Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, youtube.com slash GadgetCast. Be here. All right. Enough of that. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) Listen, I have no idea what to expect. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk about all that Apple stuff later in the show. Also, the uh, S21 got released. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But... We got to talk about the new, the new uh, social network mm. sensation that I'm not a part of because I'm not cool. Clubhouse. Travis, yes. I see people talking. Listen, let me get controversial. I see some people that are on Clubhouse in the chat. Mm. Uh, how good can Clubhouse be if people just spend all their time talking about clubhouse on twitter rather than focusing like like i don't go on like instagram and like yo you gotta check out twitter (laughs) like but on on twitter i just see people going this clubhouse room is awesome so let me explain what clubhouse kind of is 
because a lot of people listening to listening to the show today might not even know, like especially the audio podcast listeners, they might be like, I don't understand what are you talking about. Now, let me just start off by saying this is right now an iOS only app. So for now, if you have an iPhone, uh, you have at least the chance of getting in. Although that's not even a guarantee because you need someone to invite you. But let's talk a little bit about what Clubhouse that's is. Why, that's why I'm not on it. No one, no one invites me to anything. I mean, I can invite you, but I'm not going to send you an invite because I don't think you'll like it. We, we've talked about this. We'll, we'll hit yes. that too. So it is essentially uh, rooms, quote rooms, a voice only chat where you have like a, a quote stage. Of course, it's audio, right? You get to see little avatars, but audio where those people can be heard by everyone else in the room. And then there's just people listening in the room. If you join a room by default, you are just a listener and you listen to the room. Now, there's tons of subjects. It's like anything you could think of, um, you know, it could be about YouTube uh, device. It could be about entrepreneurial device advice. It could be about social issues. It could be about anything. And typically the people on stage have some type of expertise. It's not usually just your average ordinary Joe's we're seeing like high end creators and, and people in different industries talking like Gary V Mr. Beast. Um, I mean, uh, just people all over the place, uh, depending on what kind of niche you're interested in. Uh, one of the experts is probably uh, pol uh, politicians, like everything. So it's really interesting. <clears throat> Yeah, and there's no Clubhouse app on your Android phone. It's a fake is, app. Is that, so that's is that where Trump went after they kicked him off of every other <laughs> social network? Is he on Clubhouse? Probably. <laughs> the way it works is uh, you can download the app on iOS, but you can't actually get anywhere unless someone invites you. You have to be invited. Now, I don't know if they're going to continue that way of growth uh, moving forward, but you know what it reminds me of just based on like the social media kind of the way people follow each other? It's almost like an audio version of uh, LinkedIn. That's the way I'm starting to see it because there's some really high end professional people that are in a very relaxed environment that are willing to just talk. And it's really gaining a lot of momentum right now, maybe because it's different, maybe because of the, the, the level of people that are in there. I don't know. Um, I mean, Viper's in there just killing it right now. He's like known by everybody. He's getting interviews left, right and center for his podcast. He's really just doing big things. So Greg and I talked a week or so ago. And he said, you know, Hey, what's this thing going about? And I know, I don't know Greg, like a thousand percent, but over the last year, we've gotten to know each other fairly well. Mm. And I feel like I am pretty sure he would not like it. Now he there, I might be wrong about this as other rooms open up. Maybe if a Pokemon room opens up and he wants to sit there and listen to some Pokemon masters, talk about stuff. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't think that he would enjoy it. Uh, what ends up happening is you end up in these rooms for like hours, which is a weird thing to say, but it's absolutely true. A uh, listening people talk and that could be great or not great. Uh, I just don't think Greg, you'd be interested. I don't know. Tell me, maybe I'm wrong. Listen, um, you know, as a, as a great person, you know, as the Joker once said, uh, if you're good at something, never do it for free. I, I feel like Clubhouse, <laughs> it's like a free podcast. And, you know, I'm on GadgetCast making millions. So if you want to hear this voice, mm. I feel like you got to pay a little bit to to enjoy it. And if I go on Clubhouse, you know, I'm letting Mr. Beast, up and coming YouTuber, I'm letting him listen to Greg for free. 
And I don't know. I feel like I got to charge him a consulting fee, maybe give him that, some good ideas. So that's a great point. You know, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm not listen clubhouse to me right now. It's just like high school all over again. I'm I'm the kid not invited to the cool lunch table. Everyone's <laughs> talking YouTube strategy. I'm trying to listen in from from the other table. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here alone with my Pokemon cards and everyone else is having a blast. Everyone's meeting I Justine, and maybe I should be meeting I Justine, but I'm I'm too shy and nervous, so I don't want to go on Clubhouse, <laughs> and I don't want to be like I'm Greg. Yo, check out my channel I Justine, and then she she goes over, she types in Greg's gadgets. She's like, oh my god, what is this? And she clicks off, you know. She blocks me on Twitter, so that's what I'm afraid of, and I think I should stay off Clubhouse. Yes, I think you should stay off Clubhouse. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Man, listen, I, I will give you an invite. You can install it, jump around and see what you think. I'd be happy to send that to you. I don't think that you'll, I think you'll, you'll listen to a couple and you might like a couple of, I just don't think it's going to be a long-term thing for you. I could be wrong. I'll be happy to send you an invite though. I'll do that after the show. Yeah. I feel like there probably is as, but as you say though, I'm, I'm kind of making fun of it, but I do see a lot of smart people on there like mm -hmm. Renee Ritchie like uh, Mr. Beast, uh, Viper, all dropping knowledge and stuff like that. So I, I, there must be value in that, especially if people are mm -hmm. staying for hours, as I see yeah. on Twitter. They're staying in that room for hours, which to me can be a double-edged sword, right? You can learn a lot of information that way, but it can also be information overload if you're not yes. applying that information. And that's what I'm a little bit scared of. I'm, I'm scared I might get on Clubhouse. All of a sudden, I'm spending eight hours on there, and I didn't shoot tomorrow's video. And I was just like, ah, okay. But then, like the next day rolls around, it's like, ooh, I gotta listen to this again. So that's that's where I am right now. And also, I, I am a little bit serious in where like maybe I'd be listening, but then like, do I, do I have anything to contribute? Like like, like if, if the microphone goes on me, it's gonna be it's gonna be just as bad as Gadgetcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you should at least give it a shot. Let's see what happens. I will give you this. If Andrew Edwards can be on it for almost 12 straight hours, uh, I think that says a lot. That dude is too busy to do anything yet. He was I, on there for like all day. I am not. I am not Andrew Edwards. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I do not have that work ethic. So, uh, yeah, listen, I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. Maybe someone will send me an invite. If you really want me on Clubhouse, someone send me an invite. I'll check it out. Uh, but I should also say if you were, you know, these invites seem hard to come by. So maybe you should save that for someone who's like begging to get into a Clubhouse room. That's all I'll yes. say. I'll leave it at that. But it's interesting, right? Like, I it, it almost feels like what else can what else can emerge? It almost feels like everything is here. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we have all these social networking platforms and it's really hard to think of something that's unique, a really new idea. And I don't know if Clubhouse will succeed. I kind of, you know, to me, if I'm looking at it right now, I feel like it's a novelty and I don't know if it can get that mass appeal. Um, but as of right now in the situation we're in, right? Like, especially like everyone's like mostly staying at home most of the time, like, it seems like a really interesting and unique idea, and it will be it will be interesting to see if this is a social network that can take off. Uh, when it seems like there really there really aren't too many new ideas in the social networking sphere, and and really this is social networking to the max, especially right now in this early stage, where you have these prominent people on here 
literally dropping knowledge bombs. Like this is social networking. And uh, I think you described it perfectly as LinkedIn for audio. Cause that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And, and the follow process is really easy. Like it, I don't know, it, it is pretty well put together. We'll have to see what happens over the next year or so. Um, I think one thing that I mentioned is um, that I, it's in the, it's in the golden age right now. People are really loving it because it's got like a really great kind of environment. Um, only iOS users are there. Not to say there's anything bad about Android users, but I think the one thing you do have to consider <laughs> is the flood of people that will come in once it's open to Android. Is that all? And, and again, this doesn't necessarily have to, but let's just consider that you have to have an iPhone or an iPad to get in there now. But you can have any kind of old Android phone to get in there once it's open to Android. And more than that, more than that, I want you to really think about, because uh, I think I had this conversation with Viper on Friday night where I said, I really think that this is the golden age and it's going to get shut, not shut down, but kind of corrected when something bad happens. Like those first couple times that kids get in there that are underage and some pedophile opens up a room and starts doing crazy stuff. It's going, that's going to be the first thing, right? That'll be the first. And then, you know, the other thing is we literally, um, and I don't know this, I don't know that this has not happened, but like when parlor shut down, I'm surprised just a bunch of people from parlor didn't go over there and then open up a bunch of parlor rooms, which they probably will if they have not already. So they're, they are not set up right now. I don't believe for these type of crazy events, because right now they're just getting some growth and some great great people are in there and people are doing great things, but there's always the butthead that comes in and screws everything up for everybody. And they need to be prepared for that. I just really hope that they are really ready for that because I, I fear for them if they're not. Yeah. There's a lot of bad things that can happen on that platform. Cause it's essentially a giant group chat. And, uh, at, you know, right now, I mean, not to get like political or talk about the current like situation we're in, like that's kind of something we're trying to avoid. So maybe this invite only period is really actually saving them in a way, because uh, you can imagine some different stories coming out about Clubhouse if it was open to the public right at this moment. But um, mm. listen, uh, it's interesting idea. It's it's cool right now. I'm actually yeah. a little excited to see like. Where does Clubhouse go in a year? It do, does that become a household name like a TikTok, like a Twitter? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, listen, yeah. I could be wrong. We could we could all be wrong. Um, we got so much stuff, Travis. Wow. So much stuff. Do you want to talk about the S twenty one real quick before we jump into all this Apple stuff? Because yeah, briefly on the show. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. So I um I actually put out a video this morning about how you can get them for pretty inexpensive. Um, oh, I remember this. I remember. I did this. it like a year or so ago, and it's the same thing this year. Where if you have uh, different trade ins, there's some great deals. But if you don't have a trade in, there are a couple of um, phones that you can currently buy and still make money on. So for example, in my video, I think I talked about buying the iPhone 10s from Amazon Renewed and getting uh, almost $200 more in trade-in for it. So it actually, you actually profit by buying something to trade it in towards the S21. So I think um, when you start doing it like that and start bundling these other cool things, because they give you another $200 in credit to use right there on the store, um, which includes things like getting a tablet or something like that, like it becomes a darn good deal. Like $600, $500 for the S21 Plus and a tablet is ridiculously good. $250 for the, the base S1 and a um, headphones are really good. So there's some really great deals to be had. 
And in that way, it's great. But what I found kind of universally in my comments online everywhere is that even Samsung fans are not terribly excited about the S21 series of phones. I, I'm not 100% sure why, but it seems to be a prevailing thought that a lot of people are just not as excited this year. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I'm looking at the trade-ins real quick. I got to say, Samsung is very generous with their trade-ins. Uh, you can get 550 off for an S10e, which is like, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. That is, if you have an S20, you can just upgrade for 100 bucks, which is weird. Yeah, they are aggressive with their trade-ins. I can't, um, yeah. I don't see a trade-in for my Fold, though. I was hoping like I'd get one for free, and then they'd have to pay me money, but it doesn't look yeah. good. It is really interesting because they do this pretty much every year where they give like ridiculous trade-ins. A lot of times they'll give more trade-in on an iPhone than Apple will. Which You can trade your iPhone 12 mini for the same price you bought it at. Isn't what? that crazy? <laughs> you can trade your iPhone 12 mini for 700 bucks and that's what it retails for. So you can... That's- Hey, you get. I mean, if you bought credit. it and didn't like it, yeah, you get That's your full credit. That's pretty crazy, back. huh? That's insane. Wow. Anyway, That's hey, insane. E- hey, they'll even give you six forty nine if it has a cracked screen. Like, look at this. That's pretty. Generous. It, it is really crazy how much they're doing it. There's like online di- educational discounts. They're like, you can dar- they can darn near get them to pay you. To take yeah, a phone. That's at I, this point. I was hoping like I'd go to like trade in my full two and they'd be like, oh, we're going to give you like a thousand bucks and we're going to ship you this phone. But, you know, that's not happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm listen. Uh, sometimes I get the latest Samsung phone. Uh, last year, I decided to get the Fold two instead because I thought that was very interesting. Spent a lot of money on that phone and I didn't sell it or trade it in yet. Um, so when I was looking at this year, uh, I think I'm with those people that. Like I was about to pre-order and I got to be honest with you. I really did. Like, I just get so discouraged at these, uh, Android events when it's like latest phone, I'm all hype about it. I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to cover this on the channel and make some videos on it. And then it's like, you got every single tech YouTuber, like dropping their video, mm-hmm. like the time I go to pre-order it. And then it, as someone who like creates content, I'm not saying I couldn't even make a video and that even that, like for me, like giving my opinion on this stuff wouldn't be worthwhile because if I like a product enough, it would be, but it really is discouraging as a creator to see everyone under the sun, except basically you cover this product. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like, well, I kind of don't need to cover this one. Um, the phones themselves. Yeah, they really, (sighs) the phone upgrades are getting so incremental. And I think we could almost say the same Uh, Even with the iPhone 12, I know it looked a little bit different, but, you know, in terms of upgrades here, we're not looking at major upgrades year over year, uh, especially like we used to. And I think the S21 is really suffering from this. I think they made a lot of mistakes in the premium market. Again, they dropped the price on these, which is what you said they should do. Uh, But even then, um, $800 and then I believe the phones like at that price range range, they're made out of like plastic, right? Mm-hmm. So you're missing things that people expect from a premium phone. One of the reasons people buy a premium phone, and, and let's, you know, $800 is still a lot of money for a phone, even if it's reduced. They want that phone to look good. They want it to be made from higher materials. They want to separate themselves from things that they could purchase in the budget lineup of phones. 
Uh, so even if it's jam-packed with features, uh, people perceive that as not premium. People perceive that as a ripoff, especially if you were able to get that phone years ago at a lower price point with those premium materials built in. Um, I think I see a little bit more hype around the Ultra this year because the Ultra was such a was such a misstep last year uh, in terms of the camera not really it, like they they had like huge auto focusing issues which I don't think they ever really fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also had like that really cool like 100 times zoom. So I think the Ultra this year is more of where the hype is because it's a chance for them to fix that camera system and really deliver on what they were supposed to deliver on last year. But in terms of the regular S21s and the S21 Plus, yeah, I just don't think the... I I just feel like um, there's a lot of options now with Android. And uh, you see a lot of people going for phones like OnePlus now instead um, instead of these Android phones. So yeah, that's... I don't know. So I think um, to your point earlier, which I think was a good point. Uh, now this happens with Apple too. You'll get like some of the larger YouTubers get the the phones and stuff first to review them. So it's kind of something we've come to expect, but it's always disappointing. But more so with at least with Apple, it's like the same week as it gets yes. released. Whereas yes. with this, it's like weeks in advance, and by the time it comes out, no one's going to care. And compounded with the fact that in my channel and other channels, um, I've seen a decreased interest in those videos anyway. It feels like that was basically a sponge to get any interest. Like all the interest is going to be on those reviews and no one's going to be interested after. Whereas like for the S10 and stuff, there was just views for quite a while. And for any Apple product, there's views all over the place. Like there, for as far as like being a YouTuber goes, there's just interest. There's interest everywhere. You can make the content. So yeah, it really sapped the uh, kind of the interest for me to even bother getting it. Um, even for my channel, because I didn't see a lot of interest in my, in my kind of crowd that of people that watch my channel. And, um, you know, with those reviews, it's like, what am I, you know, I, I typically I'm not completely discouraged by those because you can do your own kind of videos that a lot of the super big YouTubers don't do like the three weeks later and that sort of thing. They don't tend to do those. Um, but here, I just don't think there's enough interest. I really just don't. Yeah, it, it's one of those balancing acts. And, you know, I used to feel more guilty about this when I was smaller, which is strange. But as you as you grow, you gain like this confidence of like what to cover, what to skip. Uh, but when I was first starting out, I used to get like try and get almost everything to cover. And you quickly realize not only is that a bad financial decision, like, all right, don't don't stress yourself out about covering everything. Uh, but there's also you can't cover everything if you're a one man team like like we are. Um, so you do have to make some hard decisions sometimes of products that you, you can't cover. And when Samsung does something like this, when they, and I think that is the biggest insult is that like, there's like a good like month of like these reviews being up and it is like the same day that the presentation drops. Like as soon as like they're covering it, you see all these videos come out and I don't know if that's a good idea for Samsung in a way. I feel like, why don't you like follow Apple's approach. Like they're good at this stuff. Give people a week to get hyped about your phone. Give people time to speculate and wonder, Ooh, what's this new zoom feature going to be? How good is that going to be? Oh, this new display. How's that going to work? What's the battery? Like, like there's, there's value in building up that hype and building up that speculation from a marketing level that I feel like Samsung could really take advantage of by maybe pressing the brakes a little bit because people are going to cover these phones. I think maybe there's a fear that maybe people won't cover them 
if we don't drop it right away. But like, have the presentation, wait a week, let the reviewers get, it's too much information at once. Mm -hmm. And again, information overload can be a bad thing. So here's the thing, like I talked about in a couple of videos, that thing leaked so heavy that yeah. people who weren't even on like regular tech YouTubers had like hands on with it. And then to compound that is that, true. <laughs> I mean, they literally had it in their hand, like here, what do you want to know? And we're doing like five or six videos. Like we had never seen okay. like this, yeah. but even worse is the fact that they, apparently their embargo lifted before their presentation did. Yeah. MKBHD put like his entire review out as they were starting the presentation. Why would I watch your presentation now? Like there were multiple video yes. reviews happening at like Samsung this year, in my opinion, dropped the ball on promoting this phone all over the place. It got leaked to high heaven and they had an embargo that was broken. So I don't know. It's just, it's silly. And and I think like they dropped features. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I saw this on Twitter, but they dropped features that people loved. Um, like Samsung pay doesn't have the MST stuff anymore, right? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that. Wow. Like that, that like, I'm, I'll just say it. Like that was one thing I heard Samsung fans always rave about. I can pay anywhere and they just took, took that away. So I don't know like why, like I thought that was something they had like strong going for them and, and a lot of loyalty there. Um, there was a lot of decisions they made with this lineup that again, I don't even, I don't have the phone. I can't review it. I mean it on paper to me, it still looks like a fine phone, but, um, you could definitely see the diehard fans for this one seem to be a little bit disappointed in ways that normally these people would be extra hyped because they're the biggest Samsung fans. And, and I'm not seeing it this year. I'm not seeing it this year. Not only that, I forgot about this. Jeff in, in the chat has reminded me. There were full-on rev hands-on reviews, including Jeff himself, of the Galaxy Buds Pro that hadn't even been announced. Like no one even really kind of knew about them. And there were full-on oh. reviews because people were buying them. Yeah. Like a week before. Yeah. So I, anyway, what is going, listen, we got to talk about this too, yeah. I guess. Cause, uh, it, they took the charger out of the box, right? People want to probably hear that. And there's probably mm. hate for that too, because I pointed out three months ago, not even a year ago. You can't even go, Oh, it was a year ago. Three months ago, Samsung was like, ah, we give you the charger, but mm. they also decided to take it out of the box. They also cited Apple, you know, it's like they just took Apple's playbook and went, we care about the environment. Our users care about the environment. And it's like, have you, have you been on, have you been on Twitter and seen Samsung users talk? It's like, they wanted that charger in the box. Uh, so whole lot yeah. of controversy with that phone that I think a, a lot of little paper cuts added up into something bigger. And, um, I don't think the S 20 series sold all too well, very pricey phones, right? Mm -hmm. Like at least they got the price down this year to 800 because the S20 I felt was a really misguided lineup with uh, the $1,000 starting price, which like that's that's something that even Apple doesn't do, right? Like they still have a $700 iPhone 12, might be the mini one, but they still have that in their lineup. So yeah. All right. You want to talk Apple stuff? You let's ready? do it. Let's, you know what? Let's ready. do this. Let's okay. talk for the rest of the show. We can talk more about the MacBooks. Let's save like the I just just briefly. Hold on. Let's talk about the iMacs. Let's save the MacBooks for next week because I think it'll make sense next week. Let's just touch on the MacBooks right now, just what they are, and then let's go straight into the iMacs and let's save more in depth for next week on the MacBooks. Okay. I, I, all right. Uh, well, 
All, I mean, basically, Apple's working on two new MacBooks, a 14-inch and a 16-inch, long rumored. Uh, Going to be making some changes there, bringing back stuff like MagSafe, uh, a beloved technology where it's like a magnetic charger. Um, Apple reversing some decisions that made the 2016 to 2020 lineup uh, very controversial. So it'll be interesting to see those products. We don't have to talk about them, like Travis said. We'll talk about them next week, so Tune in next week if you need all the info on those MacBooks or you just want to hear our opinions on the rumors regarding them. Uh, but besides the MacBooks, I think I'm even more excited uh, for this next lineup of the iMac. Uh, kind of the Mac Pro now. I want to see how they price it. If it's still like a $6,000 machine, I guess I'm out. Uh, and and an external display, which I think a lot of diehard Apple uh, computer fans are actually pretty excited for so with this next lineup for the iMac they're doing a complete redesign and listen if you know anything about the iMac this thing hasn't had a redesign since like talk about like a stale design 2012 Travis it's been like nine years if you're counting 2021 they haven't had a redesign and technically they've been using that kind of same design since around 2007 they just kind of made it thinner over the years, change ports, but it's it's kind of like the same design since 2007. So this is uh, something that's really long overdue, I think, for a design upgrade. I'm a huge iMac fan. It's usually the computer that I did all my work on. I've always had an iMac as my main computer since starting the channel and even before that. And um, when the M1 stuff came out, I switched. Like I got rid of my iMac. I have a whole new setup. I'm on a M1 Mac mini right now doing this. So I, uh, you know, I'm not even using that iMac anymore for like the first time since starting this channel. But when they release these new ones uh, with the new M series chips, I'll probably be picking one up and using that again as my main computer because I love uh, the display quality on those panels and they're supposed to be getting even better. So it's probably going to be, we don't know the screen size for the larger one, which is what I'll probably pick up. I think the smaller one's rumored to be 24. Maybe they keep the bigger one at 27. I'm kind of hoping they bump it up a little bit to 32 inches like their pro display is. Um, and then they're supposed to, I think, be using mini LED technology to kind of get the contrast and the uh, the brightness higher on those panels, which should allow it to do HDR, which I'm also excited for because we still don't have any Macs that can view HDR. And as someone who edits video, if they have an HDR display, I'm sure Apple will update Final, well, Final Cut can already deal with HDR, but it'll just be a nice workflow to actually start working with HDR footage, which the iPhone 12 does Dolby Vision now. So I'm, I'm uh, as a creator, I'm actually really interested to see this display and see if it can take us to that next level of uh, content creation and, and uh, introduce us, give us an easy way to do HDR workflows, which is currently pretty hard and you have to invest a lot of money uh, to start doing that. Well, um, I think it, go ahead. Go ahead. What I, I think we talked about this a couple months ago, but what makes this so exciting is for the first time, because it still hasn't happened, for the first time, we're going to see this, the Apple Silicon with, I don't want to say unlimited amounts of power being able to be used, but a substantially more than any battery can give you. Any, yeah. any more than a phone or a laptop. In other words... You, you will now be able to plug into the wall and give it more wattage, which means more power, which means what can they do with that? What they've been able to do on battery power is crazy. What they'll be able to do in a chassis, which should have better cooling and more power 
is exciting. No one's talking about that yet, but man, I don't even know what to expect. Yeah. You know, I think they're going to walk that. I think now that they have some things that they've done to the new M1 machines, I don't know if they'll push it as hard as maybe they could. Um, But you look at the new M1 machines and that MacBook Air doesn't really heat up. The Mac Mini, the fan doesn't turn on. Uh, Like it has a fan, but it just like rarely turns on. Um, I wonder if they'll keep that kind of architecture going forward. I think Apple likes that idea of like a silent computer that you don't necessarily hear. So I think the iMac will still run pretty quietly, but they still have a lot of power to work with. Like you're saying, like they were powering, like if we had Luke Miani on here, he'd tell you the exact wattage cause he's a whiz, but uh, <laughs> they were powering like pretty beefy Intel chips that would like, you know, you could fry an egg on those things. And, um, they will have a new design too. So they can really hone this thing to just go straight to the wall. And uh, yeah, it should be impressive. Cause I feel like with these M1 machines, they really didn't even try too hard. Um, and the performance on them is super impressive. Now they have their pro series, right? Don't forget everything that was introduced was entry level. Now we actually have the true pro series coming and um, based on rumors and stuff, we're talking like maybe 16 high performance cores and the current lineup only has four of those. So we're, ta- we're talking about some pretty substantial upgrades here in terms of multi-core performance. I think the more interesting thing, and this will be a really good indication to see what direction Apple's going in in the future, and I think it's the biggest open question, what do they do with the graphics? Mm. Because, listen... The graphics on the new machines are impressive for what they are. They're integrated graphics chips. But any serious, uh, you know, any serious gamer needs a dedicated card. And even like serious professionals usually use like a dedicated graphics card, which these machines don't have. And I'm wondering, will the iMac and these new MacBook Pros, especially the 16-inch, I don't think they're going to use AMD. I think it's too outside the architecture. I don't I don't think they would use that. Um, and I, I think Luke also said the same thing. And I think there's too many benefits of having their own silicon. Obviously, they make graphics cards because they can make the integrated cards. So can they make a, a strong enough integrated graphics card? Maybe not necessarily to beat out dedicated ones, but to be good enough to where you're like, okay, this is a good compromise. Or are we going to see Apple actually put in their own dedicated graphics chip? And listen, that's something people aren't talking about. Uh, the graphics card industry is basically run by NVIDIA and AMD at this point. And NVIDIA kind of has like the best graphics cards out there. So we saw Apple with these M1s kind of do their shot at Intel and AMD. And the results are really impressive. This This next generation probably... Just going to put no doubt in the minds that Apple has superiority over this stuff. But the graphics are interesting. Like, they're not as, uh, they really haven't proven their stuff with that yet in, in a dedicated chip. So, yeah, it's, it's a good point. We'll, we'll have to wait to find out. I don't really know exactly. I mean, you, that, it's a really interesting point because they have essentially already started to move towards being their own thing. Like it would be weird now for them to take a half step back and go, oh no, we're still using someone else's GPU, uh, G, uh, C, GPU. Yeah. But you almost have to, or at the very least, allow it through Thunderbolt, which I guess is is a way you can get around it. 
So I think that's what you do. You just allow external GPUs because what are you just going to do? Say, okay, we have a, a massively powerful CPU. Our GPUs, I pay us the same amount of money. I don't think you do that. I, I think you, I don't know though, because they took that functionality out of the new M1 Mac. So if they were planning for external GPUs, I feel like it would already be here. I feel like the architecture is too intertwined. And if they had to put outside parts again, even if it is just a GPU, if they're not making it, they give up a lot of that optimization, which is why these new M1 machines are getting such rave reviews uh, because of how fast they feel. And if they have to go hand the instruction set over to a different company's GPU, that might result in just too much of a slowdown for them. So, but um, I think they can make a dedicated card. I just don't, I just, I don't know. We've never seen Apple do it. So, or maybe the, like I said, maybe the integrated chip can be good enough. I mean, these are pretty impressive for what they are. Um, and obviously Apple's not like a gaming company. They really don't have to worry about that high-end gaming stuff, but they do have to make sure that it's good enough for, and the, even this first generation, they don't necessarily have to, but they do have to eventually make sure it's good enough for professionals who are dealing with advanced graphics. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting, uh, but I think most people are probably more excited about the new design. It's supposed to look like that pro display XDR. So they're going to shrink the bezels, get rid of the chin. Um, so it, I imagine it'd probably look pretty similar to that and it'll be an all in one, uh, computer have, have those chips inside of it, have a new design, have a, probably a better looking display. What, so, what, do, what do you think it's going to cost? How much do you think it's going to be? Huh? Huh? Million dollars. Uh, so the old generation was 1300 for the smaller one. And I think 1800 starting for the larger one. I feel like these are becoming more niche. Mm. I feel like not everyone, you know, like not everyone's going out to buy an iMac these days. I feel like they're more professional machines than they are consumer machines at this point, but they're still important to the consumer lineup. I'm going to say there's a price increase here. I'm just going to say it. I feel like, I feel like that 27 inch, I, I would hope, and maybe this is wishful thinking. I'm going to say at least 2000, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 2,500 when they introduce it. Mm. So we will see. Uh, obviously, they'll save money because they're doing their own chips. They don't have to pay Intel. So maybe I'm overthinking this. But I'm going to say 2,000. Uh, for the smaller one, I think that is more consumer level. Um, but we'll just say 1,300 or 1,500. I feel like that's fair. And I feel like that I feel like that might be what Apple does. Um, Do you think? Do you think anyone who bought the MacBook Pro M1 has anything to worry about? I know, I know we we're going to save most of this for next week, but I do want to real quick bring this up. Uh, as someone who just bought a MacBook Air M1, do you think any of those people have to rethink what they've just done? No, because these machines are going to be more expensive. And even if you regret not, get, not getting the more expensive ones, I don't know if it will deliver necessarily the same value for the performance that you're getting. And the apps, at least that I'm running, at least on my end with my experience, are already better than what was offered on like Intel machines that were way more money. So I don't know if people have to go out and run out and buy a new Mac. There's going to be a lot of people who have a lot of money who bought one of these new Macs who are just going to go out and get one anyway because they make money doing this and they get a faster machine and that's worth it to them. Uh, but if you're like an average consumer and you bought this machine, uh, a new MacBook Pro, I really don't think you have anything too crazy to worry about. 
you'll probably get tempted by the new design and stuff like that. All the Apple magic that they'll, you know, make you feel like you made a mistake. But I really don't think there will be a mistake unless unless there's something that your MacBook Pro doesn't do right now that you're like, I wish it did this. But then I feel like you probably wouldn't have bought it or you shouldn't have bought it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Obviously, I think if you think of everything that's been released so far in M1 as as entry level, then I think that should be your guiding light. It's like if you're either just dipping in for the first time like me, or if your work level is even even moderate, I mean, these things again are powerful, then you're probably fine. If you're if you're like doing this for a business, then you might be interested in the upcoming, you know, group of, of computing devices from Apple. Yeah. It'll, it'll vary depend. Listen, there's going to be people who feel burnt either way, right? Like, like that's just the tech community in a nutshell. I bought this MacBook Pro six months ago and I thought they weren't going to release a new one until this time next year. Mm. And there will always be those people. But listen, if I'm doing the review, I can't see myself going, hey, you made a giant mistake, especially when we know these machines are going to be like for, for that MacBook Pro, they're probably going to be like $500 more to start. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's it's hard to say, like, you spent less money on it, so it's kind of hard to be like, well, you should have spent $600 more to get this machine that you're not even utilizing all the power for it. But we'll mm. see, right? We don't know. Apple could pull some, you know, it's Apple. This could be like a first-generation iPad, and I'll be eating my own words going, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I gave you bad advice. You should have waited. This is a great machine. They made the price even lower somehow, and I'm sorry I recommended the old. Like, that's that's possible. Like, um. When they released the last Intel MacBook Air, I thought it was a really good machine, and I recommended it a ton. Like, they dropped the price. They put in quad-core processors. It still wasn't, like, the fastest machine out there. Uh, but I think a lot of reviewers recommended that machine as the entry-level MacBook to get. And it's almost that's one of, like, my regrets now because I see, I, like, I review this next machine, and I call it, like, I, I, I think it's, like, one of the greatest laptops ever made, this MacBook Air that, that just came out. Hmm. And you compare it to the old one, and it's like a night and day difference. It's like a performance jump. Like you just never see this. And I feel bad recommending that old MacBook Air to people because it's like this new one, it's a revolution. And I almost wish I had more knowledge and it could have been like, oh, just one more year, just wait one more year and you're going to be blown away. It's going to be the best thing. So sometimes, hey, sometimes you, you, got, you just review something. It's good at the time. And then something new comes out and you got to kind of eat your own words and go, all right. This is the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, all right. Well, listen, we, we have next week's going to be, like I said, it's going to be on fire. You got to make sure you're here. If you're watching the live stream, hit the subscribe button with the bell notification. And that's going to be critical <laughs> because it's not going to take long before we get in. So if you're listening to audio and you can't, if you can't make it, you can't be here at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. You have to, you'll hear the audio. We'll, we'll, we'll cover all the other stuff yes. next week or the week after that. Listen, honestly, like we, we probably shouldn't cover it all on the show because we need stuff to talk about every week. And, That's uh, true. There's a lot. We still didn't even cover the folding iPhone. Like there's a lot yeah. to talk about on GadgetCast. So yes. make sure you're tuned into future weeks. Uh, and I also want to talk about some CES stuff that we, yes. just, you know, it was like CES week, like last week and we didn't even really talk about it on the show. 
I can't wait to get that LG OLED monitor. I'm so excited. Well, ironically, uh, next week will also be good for CES talk. So that that's fine. We'll mm. be able to talk about that next week as well. So yes, uh, we will have a lot to talk about next week. And I'm hoping that you all join us. If you can join us live, make sure you're at youtube.com slash next week. If not, don't worry. We'll be back for audio and everything else. And you'll yeah, be able if you to want to see me terrified and like hyperventilating, uh, make sure you tune in at the beginning of the show. Because if I'm really embarrassed, I'll probably just cut it out. And, you'll and, hear. and here's the other thing. You, you're not going to have your like professional setup. Like We don't even exactly know how this is going to work next week, right? I may. I, I may. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to arrange things differently because of this. So, oh. But I will be there one way or the other. But I, I should be. I should be professional. I should have my roadcaster and everything. Okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. Let's All right, everyone. It. Listen, next week is where it's at. But we appreciate you for being here this week. We'll see you next time. He's Greg. I'm Travis. We'll see you next week on Getchcast. <laughs>